What did I made her? What, mate? Yeah. I thought I'd go for dramatic pause there. A dramatic pause, just to make me think that something's awry. Just to put me on the tenterhooks. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> In the first 14 seconds, you said awry and tenterhooks. Look, I am not fucking about today. No, right? I can tell. We are serious business. We are serious business. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently we're not very good English. No, no, bad England only. Okay. So That's a good start, isn't it? What's yeah, what's what's crackalacking? Uh no I'm up melting. Yeah. I mean we're in the middle of the heat wave at the moment, aren't we? The great heat wave of twenty twenty, the roaring twenties. <laughs> yeah, I mean I feel like we're kind of on the tail end of it because now what we have is just kind of like muggy close not nonsense. Moist um, weather. Moist weather, yeah. Um have you been in out enjoying the sunshine? Sunshine. I've, I've been been up north. Oh, you've been up north. How was that? Um, yeah, it's fine. It was horribly warm because mm. obviously there's no sea breeze like what I get down here. So just generally died every day of wetness. Mm. I gave up on showering. I was showering myself by the end of it. I'm so pretty sure that's not how it worked. I had two. I had to have two showers the other day. You know, no. things are real when you have to have to double <laughs> shower. Do you know what I mean? No, I got to three showers in one day and thought, what is the fucking point? Well, here's because a question. I was getting out wet and then I was just remaining wet. There was no dry point. Yeah, that's the thing. When I got out of the shower last night, I I overheated and couldn't tell what was like kind of the, the hangover of the shower versus <laughs> normal moisture. <laughs> but my question, I've just thought of this question. This is not preempted at all. I've literally just thought of it. Mm. Do you wash your hair every time you have a shower? Uh, not every time. I'll rinse it through. Like, I'll wash it like with shampoo like maybe once or twice a week. Once or twice a week. Okay, so I wash my hair every day, which is, yeah. I know a lot of people don't do. I always have. I don't need to because I've hardly fucking got any of it. But um, through choice, I'll, I'll say. Um, <laughs> but when you have two showers a day in a day, it's a, it's a difficult one to call, isn't it? Because it's like, do I, am I doing the full shebang or am I just doing this to cool off? Because cold showers, I find personally, don't work that well. Uh, so if you're showering to, to rinse the day's sweat from your body, then do you go full hog? Do you use the, the shower gel and the whatever you use in the shower? No, I use shower gel, yeah, but I mean, I don't wash my hair because I don't want my hair to fall out. Maybe Shampoo I've washed my hair. Inch of its life. Maybe I've washed my hair too much. Maybe that's why I'm going a bit thin. Washed it out, mate. Oh, there you but go. Then, but then speaking of this the heat, right, you just reminded me of something. When I was up north, I had to go to Asda and pick up some bits. When you were where? Oop north. Brilliant. Sorry. Let's get it right. <laughs> So I pulled into the car park, and bearing in mind this is on one of the really warm days, and I pulled up to a car with like the windows open, so there's someone sat in there. That's strange about that. Until I looked over at the person sat in the car, and what I saw was a chap with legs longer than anything I've ever seen in the world, (laughs) sat in the front passenger seat with his feet on the dashboard, fanning himself with a geisha's fan. His legs hanging out the window. <laughs> one leg out the window, one on the dashboard. He's just fanning himself. I, okay. And I looked over like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> well, firstly, I would say that, that man is winning at life. <laughs> oh, we had it all figured out. Secondly, was it the Slender Man? Because <laughs> notoriously, the I Slender Man... I couldn't see his face. No, so... Did he have some stilts on? <laughs> he did not. Wow, he just had fanning himself knees. with a fan. That's, I mean, hey, each their own. Unbelievable. I've, I've never fanning had a fan. With a fan. Wow. But I, I, I just thought, like, you're in a car where you could easily just turn the ignition on and have a fan blast you in the face. <laughs> yeah, but... But he's gone the geisha route. Well, there's that thing of, um, do you exceed, no, expel more energy using a fan and therefore get hotter than you do if you don't do anything? And I always bought into that. Mm, like you see it. sort of a documentary or a film that's taking place in like a Baptist t- church in the south or like a and they're all they've all got those white fans and you think yeah 
you're expelling too much energy there. I think you need to <laughs> reassess. It's also when people say, you've got to bring your core temperature down. So instead of having a cold shower, have a warm cup of tea. So I ain't drinking no, that, tea when bollocks. it's fucking 35 degrees After, outside. But, oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just take a water bottle. Because <laughs> 30 degrees isn't hot enough. I'll tell you what, is that hot? But on the way back in the car, mm. I had a preempted frozen bottle of water, which was sole purpose was to be put between my legs to keep my bollocks cold. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it fucking works. It's like air conditioning. <laughs> I mean, okay, do your bollocks get that hot then? Well, when you're sat in a car for four and a half hours and 28 degrees minimum, yeah, you're going to get sweaty balls, mate. Mm. See, it's weird for me because normally summers are taken up with being at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So, Mm. and and Edinburgh is a notorious city for having um, four seasons in one day. Um, (laughs) I can honestly remember um, one year during the day, I'd had like shorts and t-shirt on um whilst we were flying and all that stuff and then we sort of did the show um and then I was going to meet some friends a little bit later on and uh it was probably about I don't know 5 or 6 hours after I'd had said t-shirt and shorts on and I legitimately had to go it was so cold that I had to go out wearing a t-shirt a jumper a coat a scarf a hat and uh, like a hoodie as well I was like, how is this fucking possible? But obviously the fringe has been cancelled this year, as as many people like will everything be aware, has, like yeah. everything else has. Um, and what you get um, w- w- when things like this happen this time of year is obviously if you have some kind of social media account, um, you get memories pop up things that you've been included in so pretty much every day not that i check it every day but when i have checked i've had new things pop up um and it reminds you of some of the most kind of preposterous things that have happened um and then you kind of start chatting to people who are who are also kind of uh, missing being there and i realized that the best part of eight summers of my life was spent in edinburgh and all of them had some of the most preposterous um, events that I've ever experienced. The best example I can think of that is, uh, I think it was either our second or our third year with my old theatre company. Um, we were, we'd rented this house, this flat, uh, quite near the centre from this sort of uh, middle-aged kind of hippie lady. Um, and yep. bearing in mind... At one point at at, at that fringe, um, there was 16 of us in one room, 16 okay. men in one room. It was pretty, it's pretty full on, but that was because <laughs> we pretty had... pretty fucking sexual, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what, it was the best night's sleep I've ever had. I felt so safe. <laughs> um, but <laughs> when there wasn't people coming to stay with us... Imagine you in the middle, like a little tiny cub, surrounded by <laughs> well, all it was, I was. I'll admit, I was sharing a double bunk bed... <laughs> Um, with another man and it's the best I've ever slept and after about after about three nights there I was like look man I'm really sorry but I can't sleep unless I'm naked and he was like well you're going to so every night I would get into bed with like with my boxer shorts on I'd wait till he fell asleep I'd just slip them off and put them to the side because we were on the top of this double bunk bed and then I'd roll over in, in the morning I'd normally wake up before him and just slip them back on so I mean I think he knew I'm sure I rolled over in the knife of my asshole hanging out but there was we were there for about three or four days and then all of a sudden there was this ring at the door and it was you know we couldn't really understand what's going on and some guy walked in and we were like, hey, man, what's up? He was like, oh, I'm staying here for a few days. And I was, we were all kind of like, oh, obviously one of us knows this person. And after a quick um, sort of debrief, we realised that none of us knew who the fuck this guy was. Some so dude. somebody kind of plucked up the courage to say to him, um, what, sorry, man, who the fuck are you? Like, why are you here? And he, yeah. he basically, long story short, the owner of the house that we were staying in had said that he could 
come and crash. He was traveling around the world and they were right. sort of distant friends and he could come and crash. And we were kind of pissed off at first. We were like, hang on a minute. We're paying like three fucking grand to have this flat for a month. Yeah. And Some you just, dude just rocks up. up. So we were really against him. Now I'll paint a picture of this man. He looked like a monk. So he was real tall, real skinny, completely bald, um, and Australian. His right. name was Cy, C-Y. Um, okay. And the three days that he was with us was probably the most enlightening three days I've I've ever experienced. Um, a series of events unfolded, some of which I'll, I'll, I'll ignore, but things like we'd wake up in the morning and he'd be making frita- frittata. Uh, I didn't even know what the fuck a frittata was then. Um, and he'd gone out at like 4am to go and forage some wildflowers. Um, and one night we were like, <laughs> right, we need to get this man to come out with us. Um, and... Um, he he comes into the living room. He's got like a red velvet jacket on. He's very kind of androgynous kind of guy. And he had like a glitter band across his eyes, like Adam and the Ants or Adam right. from Adam and the Ants. Um, and we went on this, so we went on a kind of night out and he um, he starts chatting to this, this woman. He's a photographer as well as being a musician and all these other kind of things. Yeah. Um, and as I say, at first we thought he was completely full of shit. But by the end of the trip, we were like, we have joined the Church of Sun. Um, and um, yeah so he's he's really intensely chatting to this woman and blah, 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 the night unfolds and we all go back and she comes back with us um, and he's like sleeping on this kind of futon in the living room we're like okay man well good luck and we sort of go to bed wake up the next morning we come into the living room and he's meditating or whatever um, and um, she's not there so we're like oh how did you get on last night man and he was like yeah she's a really like beautiful girl and we're like, oh, did you kind of, you know, did you basically like, did you bang her? Is that, is that what happened? Yeah. Actually, far more juvenile back then. We were much younger. He was like, no, <sighs> we're just on different paths, man. Different lifetimes, bro. I was just like, that is the most profound thing in my incredibly like hungover state. Like, oh my yeah. god, you are so profound. But um, we actually <laughs> recorded uh, a song for him. Um, after he left, we were kind of reminiscing about how absolutely amazing he was, um, and we recorded this song called "The Ballon of Elven Kind," um, which um, I've yeah, just decided I am going to. Um, I'm going to drop it in the episode for everyone to listen to. So if my editing skills are are good enough, then listeners, you are about to listen to the ballad of the Elven Kind. This is for you, Sai. He was elf. We were all elves. Blaze of color. Often wondered who you were. Eating frittatas with bananas over life. Couldn't lie. He could only be one thing that is. Sigh. Crush up. Fifth episode. Yep. Uh, no. 
nothing. No, that's fine. So I was watching something the other day, and um, there was a, um, a song being played in the background, which was uh, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. You do something to me when I was like, I'm pretty sure the Bee Gees did this. Yep. So, when, in the stream. Yeah, Islands in the Stream. So, I started looking for the song, found it, was listening to it. I was like, oh, okay, fine. It was a really weird, like, slow down version. Not even slow down, but like half time version. So, Gibbs' voice sounded really deep. I was like, okay. this, is not, this is not peak Gibb. What is this? <laughs> and this. Uh, the account that put this video up had a name, and the name of the account fucking floored me. Okay. So, the name was what I suppose you would call, is the collective noun for a bunch of Barry Gibb fans. <laughs> Which is what? The Giblets. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. I was like, that is fucking amazing. The fucking giblets. But of course it is. We've had oh. a bit of a kind of collective noun hype. Um different to a bacon and egg hype. But we've yeah. had a collective noun <laughs> hype for a while. And I just obviously then my mind started racing. I was thinking of all of the people that we love, um and what their collective noun would be. I mean I think oh, okay. I think we'd have to call a um a, a, the collective noun for Dave Benson Phillips fans um, to be a babble of DBPs. <laughs> I think babble has to be the collective noun for a group of Dave Benson Phillips fans. But, 100%. you know, my point of all of this is is other people love Gibb as much as we do. Maybe that's all the people that listen to us. Maybe it's all Barry it's Gibb all Barry fans. Gibb fans. They heard that first episode. They were like, oh, being a Gibb. I would like to summon mine. But we have achieved something, Lee. What's that? Well, apart from, without question, the best week of downloads we've ever had, and listeners, Lee and I have been racking our brains trying to figure out what's happened, and I think I found the reason. An anomaly? No, no. We appeared on a list. Really? And you know how much we love lists. We appeared on a list. We are the lists. Now. What list did we appear on? Well, you'd hope that it would be top 10 comedy (laughs) podcasts, top 10 obscure, surreal humour podcasts, top 10 of the greatest podcasts you've never heard of. What it was, Lee, was the top 10 Steve Gutenberg-related podcasts. (laughs) Now, I'm pretty sure... The only reason why we were on that list is because we oh, mentioned God. Steve Gutenberg, like episode eleven. But we, we had one episode where we talked about Gutenberg for like about six minutes. Yeah, literally, and and but that is our claim to fame. We are one <laughs> of the top ten Steve Gutenberg related one podcasts. Of the top 10. We weren't even the in the top five. Man. Top, oh my God. <laughs> Well, considering one of them is like a like a journalistic dissection of what happened to Steve Gutenberg's career, and I love the idea that right. there's a real small subsection of Steve Gutenberg fans who are like making their way through the list, and they get to that, and it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> they don't care about Steve Gutenberg. They use his name in vain. But I don't think we, we are. We, we're a real. I think if we're nothing else, we are a real kind of supportive podcast for sort of outmoded perhaps outdated um former celebrities obviously dave benson phillips is an exception he's very much in the in the the public eye still but you know but uh, yeah we've got lots of love for everyone i mean literally anything in my life is relatable to some form of former celebrity in a way like earlier on uh last night sorry it was far too hot when we got back to the house, we got back late. It was muggy. It felt like a swamp. Mm. So I summoned my inner Richard O'Brien and screamed, can you start the fans, please? <laughs> Fantastic. And then all the fans in the house suddenly turned on like <laughs> magic. 
are you positioning for the role of taking over the Crystal Maze? I mean, Steve Adioki is doing a good job. I think but... you mean Richard Aoki. Steve Aoki is a DJ. Is it? <laughs> well, I tell you what, knew, if Steve Aoki pre- presented the Crystal Maze, that would be a whole different ball game. <laughs> It'd be a load of scooter. Are you ready? Scooter. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> Don't be angry, don't be pissed. You're off up there and put it on your head. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of nowhere. <laughs> That's what I was trying to Fucking whip the rug out. Well, the timing's really hard because I never know how much of a fucking gap you're going to leave before the next bit. <laughs> so I'm like trying to preempt. It's like, it's really difficult. <laughs> See, that's why we've got to be in the same place. We will see. get that. Got to get that that feeling back, man. Mm. Anyway, mm. your go. Okay, I've got uh, three this week. Um, number one is beard growth inconsistency. Ah, yes, which is fairly self-explanatory. Um, you know, we all get a bit of gapage, but I seem to have sections of my beard that grow exponentially quicker. Um, and in a multitude of of different directions, so uh, I'm just sick and tired of the old <laughs> inconsistent beard. Um, Patchwork quilt beard. Yeah, it is. Um, my second entry is fan position confusion. So obviously, as we've already <laughs> alluded to, we have been in a heat wave recently, and I am lucky enough to have a fan. Um, and Lucky, lucky man. The fan's blowing on me, but not really, so I move it slightly, and it's no longer blowing on me. I move it back to the exact position that it was in, and I can't feel it, so I turn it up, and I still can't feel it. And it's just like, it feels arbitrary. There doesn't seem to be any sort of consistency amongst the the output of air. Um, I don't know how to fix it. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass, isn't it? Because there's just, it doesn't seem to make sense. It defies all logic that a position of a fan should be so problematic. But, you know, I, I hate it. I hate it. That's why it's <laughs> on the list. Um, actually, sorry, I've got two more. Uh, my penultimate is oven smell transfer. For about 14 hours, my hair and head smelt like potatoes. <laughs> because I had cooked some potatoes and opened the oven door into your own face. The smell had manifested no not manifested, it's effervesced its way over to my scalp, <laughs> locked on, and that was it. I just smelt like potatoes for the rest of the day. Um Wonderful. and you know I, I mean it does it does suit the fact that I tried once to give myself the nickname of Spud. Um, so I think everyone tried that at least once. Yeah, it never works. You go up to no. someone, you sort of like, I don't know if you've heard, but um, people are calling me Spud now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everyone's uh, like, no, no they're not. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my last one um, is how to word it. Um, illogical loud work time. Okay, go on. Now, as you know, Lee, and listeners, I've alluded to this, you've probably heard it at various points on the podcast, there has been consistent work going on everywhere around my flat. I can't go anywhere without hearing work going on. Right? I hate that. I've complained numerous times. But at approximately 12.30 last night, I'm lying in bed, got something on in the background, fan on, whatever. It sounds like, you know, when a helicopter flies over. Yes. And you kind of feel it. You can't quite hear it, but you can feel it. It's that th- that l- sort of low resonant thud. Yeah. It, I can yeah. hear that. So I turned the fan off. I paused what I was watching. I was like, what the fuck is that? Went out into the hallway. And it sounds like someone's trying to bulldoze the front of the flat. I was like, what the fuck? I'm in my dressing gown, like half asleep. So I just walk out onto the street and they're doing like 
obviously emergency works literally outside the the front of the flat on the road with a oh, wow. like a pneumatic digger drill. I was like, what the fuck? And I just yeah, went, every good metal song. <laughs> right? And guess what I shouted? <laughs> what did you shout? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so so it's a sort of a weird entry to the hate list because I, I don't hate the fact that I got to use a catchphrase. <laughs> but I guess my but what I'm actually entering in is is um just unnecessary noise. Yeah. Unnecessary. What time was that? Half past twelve like at midnight. Nine. Yeah. Fucking. Went on for about half an hour. <laughs> Are you fucking? Went, Are you fucking kidding me? And they just sort of all three of them just looked at me, stood in my dressing gown like half open at the top of the stairs. <laughs> That's the fuck. Who the fuck is this guy? The fuck. Yeah. some disheveled. Yeah, like bearded, half, like, half like <laughs> yeah, so that that um, makes it onto the hate list. Oh dear! So I do believe it's your turn, sir. Okay, well, I've only got two. The first one, yeah. The band, the nineteen eighty-five. Do you mean the nineteen seventy-five? The nineteen five-fives, <laughs> whoever they are, I care that. <laughs> that little about them, I don't even know. Their the nineteen eighty-five. They're ten years shitter than the nineteen seventy-five. Okay. I mean, whoever <laughs> them, they're fucking shit. They're so bad. I can't. I don't even listen to them at all in any way. As soon as I hear that droney fucking <laughs> fuck off. Oh, I mean, awful. There's one listener that you're really gonna upset. Well, I'm sorry. Bath time, bath time Ben is a big, was a big 1975 fan. To be fair, I've never really listened to them. They're a band that a load of my students fucking love, so I immediately go, well, I'm not going to like them then. Um, but I, <laughs> you I'll, would not. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you would listen to one song and say, yep, never need to listen to that again. Sure, I t- I'm not even going to bother. I take your word for it. You know me fairly well by now. Okay. My second one... Might the 1985. <laughs> <laughs> a year after George Orwell. Yeah, okay. Well, it's a good year. It is a, a good, good year. year. A second one might might actually upset a few <sighs> a few know. more people. Okay. It depends. I, to be honest, if you watch this, I hope you don't listen to us. Okay. Loose women. Ah, <laughs> oh, if ever there was an exercise in banality... Yeah. Is that fucking program? I was I was sat up north in the front room. Sorry, you sat where? Up north, right? In the front room, yeah. And there was just general family members of all ages around, so the telly wasn't anyone. So someone had just put a channel on it, and just rolled. And I was I was halfway through conversation, then looking at the phone, TV, and I happened to look at the telly at the point where loose women were discussing something. <sighs> Do you want to know what they were discussing? What their big headline was? What the all-important topic that they were covering was? Go on. Do you feel guilty for napping? I'll tell you what, girls, I'll answer that for you. No. Because <laughs> if I'm fucking tired, I'll have a nap. As long as I'm not driving or somewhere where it's imperative I don't be asleep, yeah. I'm quite happy having a nap. I don't feel guilty about it. And even should you. Everyone can nap when they want because it's a human factor. Why are you discussing it? Ah, oh, I mean, so, oh, the difficulty I mean, is is the fact such that such a vacuum of energy. It's like, uh, ah, as soon as you see it. <laughs> I mean, I I agree. What yogurt do you have for breakfast? I mean, ah, uh. uh, right. I, I, there's a few things I want to say. Firstly, we have probably for the last four months been talking about seagulls. So my question to you is, are we not the loose women of the podcast world? But we also offer a service with our banality. Right. Because it, it is a warning to the populace that seagulls are a threat. Okay, fine. And if you look at common trends, as I say, people like Joe Rogan picking up on it, everyone is slowly becoming aware as a common fact. So I would say we're setting trends not exercising utter boredom in a visual medium. Okay. Then I would say the best way I've ever heard 
um, loose women described is blumpf. <laughs> just it's, blumpf. Yeah. Just, it's, it's just blumpf telly. And, it's an hour of blumpf. And I would recommend to whatever channel Loose Women is on um, that they rename Loose Women to Menopausal Women. Because that is essentially the... It's like watching a TV programme where my mum and her friends are asked to talk about stuff. Loose Karens. Loose Karens. <laughs> Loose Linders. <laughs> Loose Linders. Loose there Linders. It is. Yeah. So, last episode, we had our first entry from Ken. Yes. First submission into the, the wacky world of the Americas. Since that, I, I was inspired mm. to go and see some of my own sort of wacky weirdness in the Americas. Right. And I found something that made me laugh so much, I think it has to be a done on purpose. Okay. And not the accident. So I've, I've just sent you something mm-hmm. that you are going to play. Yep. And, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll go from there. Yeah, listeners, you will now be able to hear what I am watching. So here we go. Um, are you ready for me to play it? Yeah, yeah, do it. Okay. The partisan mass debate is heating up. Mass debates growing. The president is trying to have us cover the mass debate. CBS, Target, and Walgreens. This cannot be accidental. On the mass debate. The mass debate now taking center stage at local restaurants. It's nine minutes after six now, and there's new video of a raging mass debate. The mass debate in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> the mass debate in West Virginia might soon be coming to an end. This mass debate is far from over. How many mass debates have you gotten into? Love to hear it. The mass debate was taken to a whole other level. They know what they're doing. He found himself in the middle of a mass debate. And we'll dive deeper into this pet store mass debate. So we're going to begin with this thing we're calling the great mass debate. The great mass debate. You know, it's funny. I had no idea what they were saying until it came up on the screen. So obviously Ah, they're they're saying mask debate, but mask debate. I never thought of that being a problem. Mask debate. (laughs) That is fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> a furious masturbate. <laughs> this German is, is this that... found himself in the middle of a masturbate. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd love to think that it's just they haven't picked up on that. But that cannot be accidental. There's no way. Some Someone in a writing room somewhere said, look, this is going to be really funny. I mean, the, the, let's just get every correspondent to say masturbate. Really, I think fast. if it was the the thing is, if it was in any other English speech speaking country in the world, I would say it's probably set up. But because it's America, yeah. there's a good <laughs> chance that no one in who works in those kind of forums has realised. I mean, I don't know if masturbate is is part of the American kind of vernacular parlance. Maybe next episode we'll get Kelly to talk about whether mas- the word masturbate is part of American vernacular. Jerk off. Jerk off. It's so... Jerk <laughs> off is such a... I mean, I don't even have to jerk off. I'm going to beat one out. Yeah, I mean... It beat... can't just be that. I mean, it must be... They must say masturbate. They must understand... They're not going to say wank, are they? What they no, well, that, that, that's, a, that's a word that doesn't make any sense to most Americans. Wank. They stuff. Wanker. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> this debate could go on um, for <laughs> centuries. For quite some time. Um, so, listeners, Lee and I are going to continue to have our... Um, furious debate. Furious mass debate in private. <laughs> um, because, let's face it, you always get things done better when uh, when you can concentrate. I mean, come on, America. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on? Mask debate. Shut up. Fuck's sake. Uh, I think it's time for an update from Across the Seas. Yeah, we need to give her a proper title, don't we? Kelly. Kelly. 
Kelly will do. <laughs> Just Kelly. Okay. <laughs> I think she's referred An to herself as a consultant. I think we referred to her last episode as a correspondent. Basically, she's the American Oracle of Knowledge. Yes, that, yeah, there we go. Sold. The Oracle. We're going to refer to the Matrix and we're going to go see the Oracle. <laughs> we're going to go and see the Oracle. I think that's perfect. <laughs> well, hi there. This is Kelly, your American consultant. Last time I apologized for the brevity of the update. And I do fear this time I should apologize in the opposite direction. There are a couple of Trumpisms I want to get out of the way before I get to my most important story featuring yours truly. So the first bit of Trump news is apparently the rest of the government was taking too long to come to an agreement with the latest stimulus package. So Trump has taken it into his own hands to pass four presidential executive orders, which on the surface, they all seem pretty awesome for us, the American people. However, upon looking a little further into these things he has signed into being, they're honestly fairly meh. In fact, one of the four is dependent on him being re-elected. So that that pretty much speaks for how awesome the rest of these are. They're, they look good. On surface, they're pretty cool, but in actuality, they're, they're fluff, but it looks good. So um, he's signed these into being, however, they still have to be voted into being by Congress. <laughs> but President Trump thinks since there's some leftover money from the first stimulus package, he can just use that money. And since he doesn't have to ask for more money for this stuff, he doesn't even have to go to Congress to have them okay these executive orders, which is not how it works. And the original stimulus package money were there to be any left over, it needs to be used for the things for which it was stipulated in the very descriptive bill. But of course, Trump thinks he can do whatever he wants to because he's the president. So because he's going about this completely in the wrong way, um, he's facing opposition and half of the American government is saying that when these come before the court, they're going to vote them down because he's not doing this in the right way. So again, there's controversy behind these actions of his. The, things, the four things he signed into being look really good. And since he did it the wrong way, it's not constitutional for them to be voted into being, or to be okayed into being. So when they turn these things down, Trump is going to spin it as, oh my gosh, look at how terrible these people are. We should get rid of them. Vote for me. The next bit on Trump is funny. I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> when Trump was meeting with the governor of the state in which Mount Rushmore is. Um, it was in his Oval Office and it was the first time that they were meeting. Trump told her, you know, I've always wanted my face up there. Do you think that can happen? And of course it can't for many reasons, not least of which being there's no way to structurally do that. So as a favor to the president, the governor had a mock-up of Mount Rushmore adding Trump's face delivered to him. It was about four feet tall. And I, I thought that was funny. Of course, Trump would want his face on Mount Rushmore. And a little peek into the very boring but sometimes interesting life of me 
my life is very dull and mundane. But I swear, I do have the occasional blueberry in the otherwise very plain scone of my existence. Um, close to a decade ago, I happened to find myself in the recording studio with uh, whom I think is the greatest band in the world, and they certainly think so as well, Tenacious D. While they were recording their Rise of the Phoenix album. And on this one particular day, they were working on the song Senorita. And Jack was having the heckest of a time looking for a word to rhyme with, or just to, a word. He wanted the guy in the song, Larry, to go into hiding. So I was like, Larry, sanctuary. Watching Larry in his sanctuary, thinking that he got away. And thus I wrote a word for a song on the Tenacious D album that was then nominated for a Grammy in 2012. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! Which leads to me getting to go to the Grammys in 2012. And it just so happened that they took place the day after my birthday, so happy birthday to me. Sidebar. Um, <laughs> when I went to the um, hair salon to get my hair done, they weren't open yet. They were just opening for me to go get my hair done because I'm a celebrity. I walked into the door and I was trying to be quiet. So I grabbed the door behind me on the frame as I walked through and I did not know that it would slam on my fingers. Ah. Um, Luckily, did not break my fingers, but holy cow, did it hurt. So I cried through getting my hair done, and right afterward, I went to the emergency room to have x-rays done. Wasn't broken, just really freaking hurt, and I had a very ugly metal and blue foam splint held on with gross white paper tape to accentuate my beautiful Grammy gown. There's actually photo evidence of this somewhere. I'm sitting next to Kyle, looking at Kyle while Kyle is looking at his phone and somebody in the world of Instagram took a screenshot of it and posted it and then one of my friends saw it and sent it to me. So there's a photo of my beautiful splint somewhere out there on ye old interwebs. However, and I don't seem, I don't want to sound like I'm like too good for things or entitled or anything, but the Grammys really kind of sucked. It was cool doing the red carpet thing, especially when you're not a celebrity because then you don't have a million people yelling at you to look at them. You just kind of get to exist in the background. Oh, but you guys want to hear something? We were right behind Beyonce, and at least on this particular day, she was not a nice woman. Surfboard! Surfboard! From my experience, like I said on this one particular day. And that's my, my blueberry nugget to share with you this time. Um, and to answer a question, yes, we do in fact have seagulls here, and they are huge huge dicks. You can't eat an ice cream cone or french fry. Actually, you can't eat anything or have very small pets outside anywhere near any body of water or any very large and empty parking lot near any body of water if you don't want to have to fight off a flock of seagulls. And they, you guys do a really good seagull impression. I don't. I can sometimes do a pigeon and or a turkey. I do want to tell you guys things that you want to hear about. So if you want me to speak on any particular topic, please let me know because I'd rather talk about interesting things that you guys want to hear about than awesome Trump updates, even though it is semi-important and or interesting. And I want to remind you, don't be a dick.
it's literally the easiest thing to do. Just don't be a dick. Thanks for listening to me, and I love you all. So, I think what I took out of most of that is barely meh. Yeah. It's very eh. I mean, I'm... I don't want to say it, Mm. but when she said, like, Trump's presumed plan, Mm. I mean, let's face it, you don't accidentally become the president, do you? So he's kind of planned a lot of things out. Yeah, well, I think, firstly, the fact that he's put something in place that's depending on him being re-elected, as Kelly said, is genius. But the the real thing I took from him, I didn't realise that American people said meh. No. I didn't. I didn't realize I mean, that mayor had made its way into into the vernacular. But what I did notice and think is fucking amazing is Ma- Mount Rushmore. Like, does he not understand how a mountain works? Oh well, presumably not. But with that said, mm. I couldn't believe it that she mentioned it. I I have something already that I, I haven't mentioned yet because I hadn't known how to bring it in. So thank you, Kelly, because oh, you <laughs> you truly are the oracle. <laughs> you truly are. You presumed it. Okay. So I'm going to send you this, mm-hmm. and you are going to have a look mm-hmm. at what's on there, and then you're going to read out what someone's called it. So first, describe the image. <sighs> <laughs> so the image is a superimposed picture of Mount Rushmore. Yep. You have, uh, on the right-hand side, <laughs> you have uh, Donald Trump pulling a... Um, a Trump face. Trump face. <laughs> then next to him, in quick succession, you have Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, and Bill Cosby. Um, and what has someone named this, um, this creation? <laughs> this creation is called Mount Touchmore. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go, Donald. Sorted. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be a very, a very different kind of uh, statue. That's a different homage, isn't it? I just uh, don't so... think you're the most powerful man in the world, and that's what you're concerned about. Imagine like Boris's face chiseled into the white cliffs of Dover. Do you know what I mean? Could you imagine? People oh, coming over from none France. of the refugees. You know, none of them would make. They'd look at that and go, "Fuck off!" Yeah. No. Turn yeah. around. <laughs> the other thing that um, Kelly said, which I absolutely loved, was um, she referred to her story as the blueberry on the plain scone of existence or scone of existence. And I yeah. fucking absolutely love that. I mean, that. what a blueberry. Let's, this, let's not brush a over this juicy bl- Yes. Yeah, so, Hang on a minute. Yeah. Um, so you just rocked up to the Grammys with Tenacious D. Yeah. Regular Saturday, was it? Well, I, mean, I mean, Jesus. I've heard. I know it's blueberry, but damn. I've heard on the grapevine or the blueberry vine um, <laughs> that, that Kelly happens to be um, quite uh, fond of um, one of the members of Tenacious D. Um, uh, yeah, so, seems and, and I think he, I think he's pretty fond of her. So I mean, wow, what she's. I mean, is she? We brought her in to help us to document what's going on in America. But I mean, what well, we've actually done is brought in someone who's a thousand times cooler than either of us could ever be. Yeah, at this point it's gonna become the Kelly show and we'll just we'll just tag along for the ride. Yeah, I think stories of <laughs> working stories of the Grammys. But I mean Yeah, I mean one, the the thought of wearing a, like a, a Grammy ball gown with mm. a cast of some sort. Yeah. I mean, oh dear. Well, I really felt that because I can remember um, when I was um, living with uh, Kendall, my old housemate, and I drove <laughs> to the Londis or Londis. Do you say Londis or Londis? <laughs> Londis. Yeah, uh, see, I, I say mean, Londis. But I've heard people call really it does Londis. Cover it. Um, anyway, I went, no, it wasn't, you know what? It wasn't <laughs> even a Londis. It was a one stop. That's irrelevant. Uh-huh. I drove to go. the one stop um, to go when I, when I smoked uh, and um, got out of my car. I was like, oh. Shut my car door, and my entire thumb of my left hand. Oh, I remember this. Do you remember, and it got yeah. shut. Com- the door completely shut. It, on it my clicked. Thumb. Yeah, it absolutely. And clicked. I couldn't get my thumb out, so I opened the door. I went into the one stop, and I was just Whoa. stood in the aisle looking at bread, and my whole hand was shaking, and I'd gone really pale. <laughs> and from the, like the ten seconds of going into the one stop to, to from it happening to going into the one stop, my thumb had swelled to three times the size, and you the woman. Into- I got shock, into shock, shock and the woman came over and she was like, are you okay? And then she looked at my thumb and I was like, I, I, I just tried my, my thumb, thumb in the ground. She's like, oh my God. So I was like, fuck. So I had to drive to the hospital 
with <laughs> one hand essentially went into the hospital and they were like oh yeah it's it's probably it's probably broken i was like okay but they were like the swelling's so big we can't take an x-ray right now i was like what <laughs> so anyway they scheduled one at my doctor's surgery and i cracked the bone down the middle Ugh. Um, and i had to wear that metallic and blue foam splint on my thumb for like <laughs> nine weeks i looked like i was wearing like an opposable thumb on my so my point is <laughs> kelly i know what i mean i didn't have to go to a world famous awards ceremony with it um no but i don't know about you i want to see that fucking picture of her sat next to kyle <laughs> with, with her fingers in a cast <laughs> like that is someone um, on the interwebs must have it yeah where is that photograph it's um, located also apparently beyonce is not very nice I mean, now, I wanted to brush on this because I've always believed that the public persona is the one that's furthest away from what a person is actually like. Okay, that's interesting. Lest we not forget that Beyonce is very, very much a public figure. I mean, she's probably the most famous person in the world isn't she i mean i mean she she probably is one of the most recognizable yeah certainly so with all of this said she's constantly nice and i love your babies and all this stuff there's got to be a point where she just kicks off her shoes and calls everyone cunts right there has to be i would have thought so well i mean i'm not going to repeat what um kelly actually wanted to say about her um, because well. that's between us and Kelly. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think, let's put it this way. I think Kelly was being particularly nice when describing the interaction um, that, that she had with Beyonce. Um, but I mean, I also, th- if you're famous and you you go into an award ceremony, and I've heard this from from friends of mine who have gone to things like the, um, the BAFTAs, and it's like, like, apparently they're really fucking boring. Because yeah. obviously you've got all this gumph that goes around it. And I guess sometimes it's easy to forget that, you know, even if you're super famous, you might just be having a really shit day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I only have a I shit day. I would always have shit days. Well, you say that. I mean, most of my shit days are because I don't have like 500 million pounds i think if i you know they say like money doesn't buy you happiness it's like well i oh, that'd be good go i think that's not true <laughs> if i had currently 500 million pounds in my bank account i'd just be causing havoc i'd be doing whatever the fuck i want days would probably be a lot better yeah it would, be, it would be slightly better um and and the other thing that I thought was interesting was, um, well, two things. One is, obviously, Kelly, um, next time we want to hear your pigeon or and or turkey impression. Yeah, don't tease us with yeah, that. Yeah, come on. Who the fuck do you think you are? And the other thing is seagulls. I didn't realise that they had seagulls in... in. Um, I mean, I guess they had seagulls, but I didn't realise nah, I mean, it was... I, I, I was not shielded enough to believe that seagulls are a uk issue no 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 but i mean i didn't think they'd be as much of uh, you know assholes over there. but then of course they are because let's think of what the typical english asshole is you know some tatted up smackhead that goes oh give us your fucking crisps or whatever <laughs> american assholes they're frat boys aren't they yeah so you've got a load of fucking frat goals walking around like yeah bro give us your fucking chips bruh and uh, slipping along things in your drink and stuff yeah, well, that Alpha Beta fucking gold crew. They take you to a secret fucking garage and make you wear a bag over your head, slap you with fucking wet leaves and shit for initiation. It's like, come on now. The Alpha Beta gold crew. Yeah, well, there's going to be one somewhere. Alpha Beta. Uh, uh, and all that, all that stuff. Man. So, <laughs> fucks, aren't they? In fact, hit the, hit the fucking update button. Where's no. the. Where's the You've got I need a bulletin. I need a fucking bulletin. Okay. Coming live to you right now because I've just thought of it. It's Seagull News. <laughs> Always the professionals we are. Now I'm telling you this as an update. It's something I saw earlier on a video evidence. The seagulls have turned to crime. <laughs> okay. Now you may have seen it already. There is a video of a seagull wandering into a shop very casually. Looking left and right, no sort of pace to its movement until it makes a swift dive for a packet of crisps or chips, if you are American, since we're going to cater to that audience now. 
lifts it and fucking scarpers. And by scarpers, I mean it knows it's nicked it. It fucking runs out the door. Now, organized crime is already a problem in this world. We do not need mafioso seagulls sending out the fucking boys to start getting in funds and foods. We need to combat this. We need a task force. Vehement words there from uh, Lee. Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I actually, um, something happened this morning, um, which I'd completely forgotten about, but obviously with the weather and stuff, um, where where I am in Brighton, obviously you hear the seagulls and then you hear the thunder and then the rain comes. And I was kind of stood out in the garden looking, well, I say garden, in my prison yard looking at the rain. (laughs) And um, this this thing was like... (sighs) I, and it was seagull had dropped something out of its beak when it was flying past. I was like, what the fuck is that? It was a bone. Oh my God. It was a fucking bone. And I kid you not, it landed like less than a foot away from me. I was it's like, a warning, mate. It is a warning. It's a warning. So I'm they're, getting they're worried. Mafioso that, so warning. It's going to be a fucking horse head next I'm time. worried genuinely that we should, we should go back. We should end seagull news <laughs> because they're clearly fucking, there's something going on that they're not telling us about. And, and frankly, I am worried about it. But look, um, there's a couple of things that I want to ask Kelly to do for us um, for her next submission. One would be, um, what has she had any other interactions with specifically American-related animal nuisances? Because mm. I think maybe something that we're not used to. Yeah, we're not used to. And also, I'm really interested in um, if there's any English words that she needs us to explain to her. Um, basically, because you said uh, you said scarpered a second ago, which is a really to me a really English word, and I just wonder mm. if there are, a I want to hear her say words like scarpered, and b um, are there anything you know is there anything that she needs us to clarify? You know, she's bringing the the politics and the fame. We should be able to bring <laughs> language. The thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Because I mean, what can we offer? This is this we is a real words. this is a real cultural <laughs> exchange, and and I think if we're not offering, you know, words and stuff, then I mean, what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? We're not achieving anything. <laughs> so, uh, Kelly, once again, thank you for being wonderful, and we've thank very much you so much. Looking forward to hearing from you soon. Yeah, the Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> Neo, take the pill. <laughs> no, she doesn't give the pill. Have no, you even she's Morpheus, the she? I'm not saying she's Morpheus. Okay. She does have those little sunglasses. <laughs> it's now time for just for me. Well, are you just fucking kidding me? Well, are you just fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Which is what I <laughs> shouted at that bloke stood outside my house. Um, <clears throat> so, I have um, some statements that people have made. Um, some of are in the forms of advice, some are statements, some are questions. But they all kind of pull together. Um, to support this episode's, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so this is honestly, sort of... we could do that hard enough. You put your back out. <laughs> are you fucking kidding? Ah, you bastard! <laughs> so this is um, a a question from a forum, a legitimate question that someone is asking. Um, so okay. I want us to pretend that we've been asked this question directly. Okay. So the tagline for this question is letting my twelve year old drink. Hi all, my son has recently been asking if he can have wine with us at dinner. He's very mature for his age. His friend's parents let them drink and says they've even given him beer sometimes when he goes over for supper. He's not circumcised, Mm. if that helps. Thanks for your help. Sorry, what? He's not circumcised, if that helps. Oh, that makes makes all the difference, because that's where alcohol lives. Yeah. What? Uh, okay. In I mean, what? One, why are you not <laughs> going over to your friends saying, why the fuck are you letting my 12-year-old drink? Yeah. Uh, and then, why on earth are you asking about, <laughs> or commenting about his, his pee-pee? 
No. It's PPs. It's is private. Also, can you imagine, like, he finds out? He's like, Mum, why are you telling everyone that I've got a foreskin? It's really inappropriate. I mean, it's not a problem. If it's not, not, no, it's fine. They're, they're fine. They're perfectly normal. Yeah, perfectly normal. Yeah, yeah. You can store stuff Any- in them. You know, they're great. <laughs> like a fucking squirrel. <laughs> yeah, it's like having a roll neck on your peep. Now, this one, I this is really eye-opening for, for, for me and for you as well. Um, this is from a lady who's obviously taking out her frustration in the shape uh, or lack thereof that men decide to keep themselves in because she's tweeted, no excuse for guys to be under six foot. Hit the gym, fat ass. <laughs> now, if I knew that <laughs> going to the gym would push me over the threshold into six foot, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I'll be there right now. So well, she's exactly, yeah. told me I'll something. Some that, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? If God in Jesus isn't real, if he's not the true God and the Bible is just made up, then why is the world normalised saying his name in vain? You don't hear other gods named being used as cuss words. They would probably kill you for doing so or disown you from the family. That one simple fact alone should show you that something if nothing else does. Now, I bring that to the table because I've read that tweet about eight or nine times. I'm still not 100% sure what any of the words mean. <laughs> like, what are their purpose? Like, I don't... Why are, they, why are these words here? Understand. But my last um, submission, Julie says, if I made breast milk soap... Would anybody be interested in buying supposedly good for sensitive skin and has lots of benefits? So, Lee, I'm asking you, would you buy breast milk soap? Um, no, no, I wouldn't. No, I would neither. But what's interesting is when I first read it, I thought she was saying if I made breast milk soup. And I was thinking, oh, soup. you need a lot of <laughs> breast milk to make soup out of. And also, I don't really like creamy soups at the best of times. So oh. one, can you make soup? What makes it a soup? Is it just sort of like chicken and breast milk? That doesn't seem particularly decent. But of course, Kathy wasn't talking about soup. She was talking about soap. Um, Which so is far more regular. If you uh, want to uh, follow us on Instagram at uh, Babbement Pod and Twitter, or if you want to go on iTunes and give us a five star review and some nice words, you could be in the chance of winning some of Barbara's breast milk soap. Coming to a close again. Yep. A tremendous episode. A cavalcade of bullshittery. <laughs> yeah. What a mess. I mean, honestly. No, no, it's fun though, isn't it? Sometimes I'm just like, wow. Yeah, you but... You guys listen to this? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, a few people do, so we must be doing well, something right. I mean, I don't even listen to it. That's, that's <laughs> I only listen to it because I have to. <laughs> I mean... You sad, sad people. Yeah. Anyway, right, how can we end this monstrosity? Well, you haven't heard back yet from Boris. No, unfortunately, in fact, I'll check now. Okay. Just in case he's become aware of our recording and he's decided to add to proceedings. Let's it's Miss Vampire. Uh, no, unfortunately, nothing. Mm. Okay, well that's fine. Nothing we'll, from Williams Hodges either. So, okay. well, listeners, we will keep you posted as and when Lee gets a response from either Williams Hodges or um, Williams or, or Hodges. Yeah, whoever it is, um, Doctor Godfrey. So shopping is a bit of a thing now, isn't it? It's it's very different to how it used to be. You you go into the shop and you clean your hands and you clean your trolley and all that stuff and you keep away from everyone with your mask on. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. blah. Now, I'm going to send you two photos. One is this chap who was in front of me, and as you can see by his gas mask and goggles, he is prepared for anything. Yeah, he's taking it really seriously. I quite yeah, like it. Yeah, which I, I like to see, although 
the goggles are a bit much. Yeah, the goggles are a bit much, but hey. But during this same shopping trip, I saw what must be the most lackluster prize to any competition I've ever seen. Okay. So this is being run by, like, Cadbury's, I think. (laughs) Now, it's... You buy some packets of chocolate, and then you'll get a code, presumably, which you enter enter in, and you get to win a private match screening of football, presumably, with Gary Neville. Now, one, he's not the most exciting man in the world now, is he? But two, match screening. Well, so you get to go and watch it in a room on the telly. You don't even get to go to the fucking match. Oh, I'd be so disappointed. If you, buy, if you buy a packet of crunchy rocks bites, you could be <laughs> the chance of going and watching TV with Gary Neville. I mean, that's an hour and a half. You'll never get back. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to. Um, I'm gonna have to go. I, I need to go and buy some uh, Cadbury's products so I can potentially <laughs> go and sit with fucking Gary Neville. All right, let's do it. <laughs> sorry, listeners. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>